What happened now? I tried to look up the article. You don't do that on the the uh, thing you're using. Don't you have a phone? What are you using? A computer or a phone or what? I have a laptop. Hmm. I already yeah, you this in the basement. I don't think I have the cardio for a second trip. <laughs> doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because we are... thing that takes more than 12 <laughs> steps is <isn't> worth doing. <sighs> are you done now? You want to do the intro? Yeah, I'm trying. Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience, everyone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving all this in. This is how we're starting the show. Welcome back to Rats Out Review. We are back. It's been how many weeks? Two weeks? It's been two weeks. I'll make it up. I guess it's been two weeks. Two weeks, I guess. That's what. Uh, wasn't that from the uh, not Terminator? Last uh, Last Call? No, Last um, the uh, Schwarzenegger movie. Um, oh, it was a, uh, Last uh, Action Hero. Or no, that not like. No, 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 no. No, there was an all Schwarzenegger movie where he's in this airport or something, he's like two weeks, two weeks, and then all of a sudden he like opens up and all this stuff happens. Total Recall. Total Recall. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, Could that's a spaceport, not an airport. That's... Yeah. yeah well, I really never saw the movie. I just saw that part. I just thought it was funny. Man, you're losing all kinds of credit tonight. First you call My Chemical Romance punk, now you don't like Total Recall. Hey, 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 I'm of the minority belief pop punk is punk. Yeah, it is. Because the Ramones put out that album with, um, Phil Spector. That was poppy as hell. And who's more punk than the Ramones? That's right. Shut up, Greg. had long hair, too. As you will see, there is a new co-host with us tonight, and this might be his first and last show, but we'll see what happens. Nate, introduce yourself, Nate. Nate, I'm the thrash kid. The thrash? I'm the thrash boy. The profile picture on Facebook doesn't lie. This is pretty much how I look. It is fairly accurate. I do see that. Wow. Did you draw that yourself? No, I did not. No. I got that from pretty much the best Facebook page ever, Thrash Snobs. I showed it to Greg. He thought yeah, it it's pretty cool. fun. <laughs> I'll have to take a look at that then. Yeah, well, you should. Everybody, welcome Nate to the show. Hello, welcome. Nate. Welcome. So, we, we welcome you to Munchkin Land. Fiddle dee <laughs> Well, we have some sad news um, starting the show. Uh, Timmy Hansen, bassist from Merciful Fate, King Diamond, has passed away. Passed away, what, on November 4th? Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, day before yesterday. Today's the 5th. No, today's the 6th. Oh, yesterday was Today's the 6th. I, at work, I wrote 5 on everything. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> well, anyway. As he cuts all the checks out of the Christmas cards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a real bummer. I'm a, I'm a building um, Merciful Fate fan. Yeah. I think that's like the genesis of power metal as well as influencing a ton of other stuff. So that's a real bummer to hear. Power metal? How the hell does that work in the power metal? Oh, come on. And how, just like the attitude and the, like the setup like that, you get really into the the scene of the song. That's how I always that and King Diamond's vocals, I always thought kind of a pro. Yeah. Proto, proto power metal. 
kind of like sabotage and riot. Sabotage and riot. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. Bet. Sure. But we're not talking about King Diamond. We're talking about Timmy Hansen. Well, I am talking about <laughs> King Diamond is apparently very sad, but Timmy Hansen is he, not. He is. Do you want to read what he wrote? Um, oh, yeah, write that down. All I have is Waters <laughs> sad and King Diamond sad. <laughs> fate rules with three exclamation points. Oh, well, you've taken really good notes. That's a good job on your first day. Yep. You're doing really great. <laughs> Better than That's... all the rest of my jobs. <laughs> But yeah, he, yeah, him and uh, both of them, King Diamond and Lars, wrote uh, stuff. Actually, uh, Mickey D wrote things on Facebook too. I didn't not Facebook. Did one too. That's cool. Yep, yep. Mickey D did oh, one. Cool. And a couple other people did some. But uh, I'm surprised by just how many people knew him, just on a personal level. Oh yeah, actually, we're doing a King Diamond uh, show podcast uh, starting next week. Actually, I'll be at and, that show. Uh, no, I'm not going. To. We're having a oh, podcast. Podcast about the show? Yeah, no, a podcast about King Diamond in general. King Diamond, okay. Yeah. I'm new to the format. I'm new to the format. Yeah, sure you are. You just don't pay attention. So. It's <laughs> <laughs> about Greg here. He's kind of sounding out. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. But uh, yeah, I, I tried to. I, I tried to contact as many people from both bands as I could, and Timmy was one of them. And I did contact him a few times, and both times he's been too sick to actually do the show so he was hoping that when he got better he would have been able to come on but obviously that's not going on now so it really sucks I, it just it killed me to see that the other day when his uh, son wrote that on Facebook I was just like oh, just, it, it sucks you know yeah it does I was really hoping he was going to get better yeah he seemed pretty optimistic about it too so unfortunately it's not how it got the uh, you know him to be so so rest in peace Timmy and condolences to your family and everybody from uh, Marcel Fate King Diamond and uh, friends family whatever very sorry alright don't wanna what's that all condolences yes alright well I know it's kinda hard to move on from that but uh, what else is going on in the news today or this week Ozzy revealed his favorite solo guitarist who Big surprise! It's Randy Rhodes. But I thought we Randy got Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, really, what a shocker, right? <laughs> I don't know. What? I mean, it was no, between Kim or Zach Wilde. He's not picking Jakey Lee. Come on. No, who does whoever picks Jakey Lee? Was. As good of a guitar player as Jakey Lee, Jakey Lee over Zach Wilde. What? I really? Mean, maybe over Zach Wilde and like writing on the album and stuff, but. I mean, it's not that big of a contest. Ozzy's not really known for the riffs, as I was saying. No. Yeah, that's true. No, Randy's the obvious choice. I actually prefer Zach. Yeah. Over Randy. Hey, Zach's great, too. He's a good guitar player. He is. Um, he's also... the Pantera reunion, but... No, I wouldn't pick him for the Pantera reunion, and I also wouldn't pick him for any of his uh, Black Label Society bands or whatever else he does. I don't like any of that crap. I think Zach Sabbath is okay. Yeah, I don't like any of that stuff that he does. The stuff that he did with Ozzy was cool, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised nobody mentions mentions uh, Gus G. <laughs> he was there for like Ooh. a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a really good guitar player, but he was only in Ozzy 
for like uh, a minute. And the only thing that he did on the albums, I don't actually, I don't even think he did anything on the albums besides solos. I it thought was, he was just on the last leg like, of Diary of a Madman. Or who am I thinking of? I don't think of Zach Wilde. No, he's talking about he's, he's talking about Brad Gillis. That's oh, it. From Night Ranger. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of for a sec. The guy who plays on uh, Speak of the Devil or Talk of the Devil if you're in Europe. Right. A different name? I didn't know that. Uh, you, the phrase in Europe and Britain is actually Talk of the Devil. Uh, Speak of the Devil wouldn't make any sense in their lexicon. That's why the name is different over there. Aren't you very worldly? At yes. least the name change that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Instead of killing machine versus hell that leather, like oh that yeah that's retarded. <laughs> what? That's dumb. Oh, oops, am I allowed to say retarded on our show? Yes. Okay. So you're you're uh, you're picking um, Randy Rhodes, uh, Nate. I'd have to go with Rhodes because Diary of a Madman and Blizzard are too good to pass up. Yeah. yeah as yeah. much as I liked Bark at the Moon and um, Alderman Sin. Ultimate thing, yeah. I'd, I'd have to go with Randy just because those first two. I mean, really, without him, Ozzy, I don't think he would have exploded into superstar. I'm like, yeah. no, probably not. Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though. Like he was in Quiet Riot, and Quiet Riot didn't do shit with Randy Rhodes in there. Right. That's what always weirded me out. It's like Quiet Riot didn't do anything with their best lineup. Yeah, and then he goes to Ozzy, and it's like you know he's a superstar. Right. Really weird, isn't it? it is yeah. Weird. Makes you think. Was it even Randy Rhodes playing that guitar? Yeah, it's it's got nothing to do with that. It's, <laughs> well, so uh, I mean, I mean, really, holy. Cow. You know that they, they, they were fucking young and they all grew up together in Quiet Ride and they were still kids. Basically, they just weren't good songwriters yet. Yeah, they didn't get there. Yet. I mean. <laughs> There, there is some good stuff, like on that Randy Rogers compilation, and then on the first two albums uh, with him too. But uh, as full records, they don't play very well. I mean, I mean, it's interesting, but most of it isn't particularly good. But you know, without Randy, you don't have like Crazy Train. You don't have Flying High again. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just saying um, yeah. he was finally with quality songwriters, you know, you got Lee Kerslake from uh, Uriah Heath and Bob Daisley. That's right. You forgetting Uriah Heath exists. And wow, not like them. Ozzy wrote a note of any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's freaking weird. Yeah, no, it's it's a shame. I really wish Randy would have lived. I would have liked to have seen what they did once they broke away. I would have liked to have seen how much better he would have gotten. Yeah. That's with me with guitarists that are always taken away too early. It's like, how much more could we have gotten out of them? Yeah. Yeah, would uh, Ultimate Sin been a better album with Randy Rhodes? Randy wouldn't have still been in the band by 86. You don't think so? I don't know. He and Ozzy had the chemistry. No, him, Bob, and Lee were talking about leaving during the Diary of the Madman tour already. Really? Yeah. That. It's in a couple different books about you that era hand? of the band. Put huh? both your hands up. Where's both of your hands? Why aren't your camera shaking? All right. I'm just tapping my foot. <laughs> it doesn't look like it when your hands are up. 
<laughs> I thought yeah. you were talking to me. I'm like, I haven't moved in the me. past five I'll minutes. What the fuck are you talking about? All I see is this camera going up and down, up and down, up and down, and and his yeah, hands are. I really busy. like Ozzy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. Oh. <laughs> now that's the ultimate sin. There we yeah. go. Without her, he would have been dead, though. As a doornail. Like, oh, uh, yeah. He'd have been oh, gone yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah, definitely. But, um, uh, like we were saying, uh, or like Nate was saying earlier about, you know, Ozzy wasn't really always about the riffs in his solo band. Um, I really like what Jake does do on Bark at the Moon and the Ultimate Sin, but he gets much better and much more interesting when he did Badlands after yeah. he was in Ozzy, actually. I never listened to that. Yeah, no, I feel like he got kind of pigeonholed on them two Ozzy records. Well, not so much Bark at the Moon, but definitely on the Ultimate Sin. But yeah, he really gets a chance on the Ultimate Sin to stretch out, though. He writes a lot more on that one. Ultimate Sin's going for a direction, though, instead of just writing music. Yeah. There's the big change. Like, they're going for that glam direction instead of it's just everyone's writing writing just heavy metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> what? He froze again. And we actually did a album versus album with that uh, uh, Ultimate Sin. So anybody who wants to go watch that, go ahead. Yes, like we did. Months, months ago. Against Turbo? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Or was it Turbo? Or was it. Maybe it was Turbo. I think it was Turbo. Yes. It was Turbo. Nate has frozen. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it had there to have go. been Turbo because we did Club Ninja against uh, Waiting for the Roar. Yeah, yeah, that is correct, sir. All right, um, what else we got? My Chemical Romance has reunited. Me and Nate are very ecstatic about it. I will not be okay. Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not like them when I first heard that Black Parade song. I was just like, this is just terrible. I hate this shit. It's annoying. That guy is too emo. I hate emo stuff. It's just too whiny. And then after a thousand times listening to that Black Parade song, it just got stuck in my head. And then I gave it a chance, and I said, this is a really good album. And now I love it. <clears throat> I never liked Welcome to the Black Parade until it breaks into the fast part of the song. But then once it right. gets going, it really gets going. Right. It does. And like I, I said to you earlier, I, it, to me, it's almost like the punk version of Bohemian Rhapsody because it's got that slow intro and it's got that build-up thing. And it's just, it's a really cool song. And the whole concept of the Black Parade album, it's just, it's just really oh, good. Yeah. It was a very genius thing for that time period, for a punk band to do something like that. That blew away anything Green Day ever tried to do with their shitty concept albums. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Anything Green Day did after American Idiot, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, well, both of them look like piles of dog shit next to Black Flag, so who oh, gives a fuck? <laughs> Cut it out. Black Flag. Yeah, here's a gas station hot dog. Let's put it next to this perfect kielbasa here and see which one everybody chooses. <laughs> I'd actually choose My Chemical Romance, even though I do like Black Flag. But Black Flag lost their okay, way. I can't. Uh, you lost me there, bud. Black Flag lost their way when when Henry Rollins took over, 
and after a few albums, he had to have this ego, and then have every album have be like a poetry album or some whatever the hell he was doing. That was that's stupid. That's dumb. No, that's Greg Ginn lost the way. I don't. I don't care. The last album is instrumental. I mean, really, Rollins doesn't say a word <laughs> on it. Maybe yeah, that's... no, he's talking about before that though. Yeah, oh, before that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was... I mean. Part of the reason Damaged is their best album is because it's the best of Black Flag with their angriest front man. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the first four years is their best release. Hey, I love Keith Morris. Keith yeah. Morris is great. Yeah. But um, I, so. I do like Damaged a lot and My War. All three of those. Guys. I like Slip It In more than My War. My Slip War It In's like, more metal right. than My War. Hmm. See, I'm not too familiar with that album. I have them, but I just don't... Uh, I don't know. They're not my favorite punk band. Nick Froze again. Man, he's... That's a tough question to answer. Is he thinking about it? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Nick> Froze. <laughs> he's got a weird look. Look at him. <laughs> There we go. He's back. You froze. Well, the important sentence of the discussion completely cut out there. What did you say? <laughs> it was fu- it was fine because we were making fun of you. <laughs> what did you say? Well, what did he say about my war versus slip it in? That's what I was. Oh, you missed that. Oh, I said uh, slip it in is definitely the more metal oriented record of the two. Right, like that early New York hardcore kind of sound almost. Yeah. It's a bit Chromagsy. I had to, I do have to agree. Chromags. Another band I never listened to. And another thing. Harley Chromags Flanagan. Who picks their own nickname as their band name? Like for, <laughs> reverse that. I mean, like their own band name is their nickname. Who chooses their own nickname? Usually that's given to you, but Right. Uh, no, on Facebook he's Harley Chromags Flanagan. I'm like, what are you doing? Branding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. In the digital age. Yeah. Could you imagine Dave Mother or Megadeth Mustaine? Show <laughs> 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 ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's the same amount of solo work, I, but it's like that would be <laughs> unbelievable. You, you, the sad thing is, it doesn't sound too far fetched considering no. Dave in the past, but <laughs> I think he's beyond all of that now. Yeah. Greg, it's still better than the name Warheads on Foreheads. Oh, yeah. God, that's terrible. Good thing that wasn't a real album. Yeah, I know, right? It had a great cover, though. I liked the cover on the front of it. Just yeah, there is a really... amount of weapons. Yeah, yeah that is a cool album cover, but that name is terrible. Oh, yeah. But it's like if Wiley, Wiley Coyote designed an F. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, hopefully uh, next year's Megadeth album is a real Megadeth album instead. Because I heard, like, oh, we're putting out an album this year. It's a greatest hits album. Yeah, I know. Who needs another one of those? Especially yeah. they've already had, like, what, three? People want to talk about Metallica selling out. Megadeth have three greatest hits albums. Yeah. And Metallica still has not put one out. Right. It's not one. Isn't that weird? Like, every band has put out a greatest hits album. Except it's, it's not weird. They've talked about it hundreds of times over the years. It was something yeah. they agreed they never wanted to do because they yeah. saw it as a cash grab. 
Yeah. Right. That's all it is. I mean, so they put out a bunch of other outrageous shit to trick you into spending your money. <laughs> hey, Garage Inc. was good. Yeah, I like that. Why'd you got a weird look on your face? Huh? Why do you have a weird look? You didn't think that, that I was couldn't good? hear what he said. He oh, he said Garage really Inc. Low sometimes. Yeah, Garage Inc. was alright. Yeah, some clips, good stuff on there. I just um, my evil again, to be honest. Because that was only a bonus track on the first album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ghost. They have a, uh, a new album in the works, right? Yeah, and they are not going with a metal producer this time, which completely throws it up into the air as to which direction they're going to go. Well, first of all, they're not a metal band. First two albums, I say, are metal. Like, you hear first... Year Zero, that's some killer doom metal there. It is. They have uh, tinges of metal. I would never consider them a metal band. A hard rock band, I would say they are. Hard rock, hard pop rock band, maybe. I thought there was metal as Sabathar after Heaven and Hell. Hmm. Maybe. After Sabbath drops the blues, that's kind of the sound I get off of it. They they say themselves, though, they're not metal, so... Right. So does Tool, though, and Tool are a metal band. Um, Tool something. That's like a progressive, progressive rock band, I think. I mean, yeah, I'd just... agree if Ten Thousand Days wasn't an album. Was what? If Ten Thousand Days wasn't an album, like that album is pretty heavy. It is heavy. That's the first uh, Tool album I, I actually bought. That's my favorite one. I still haven't yeah. bought one because they put on the most boring live show I've ever seen. But really. I was I hear people's rave about that. But uh, getting back to... What? Sorry. Getting back. Let's get back on topic. Get, right. Yeah, getting back to Ghost. Um, yeah, I don't think you need a metal producer to put out a metal album or, you know, a hard rock album. I don't think so either. Guar have been through a ton of producers. Right, exactly. And I actually think it helps to maybe not use a metal producer because... A metal producer is just going to produce an album that sounds like another artist anyway. You get somebody else that does some other kind of... I mean, you don't want a rap guy doing a metal album or a rock album. No, because then we'll, all we'll have are drum beat and vocals. Right, which is what happened to Chris Cornell on one of his solo albums. God, what a tragedy that was. Uh, that was terrible. Was but, uh, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I think it'll work. I mean... Uh, Tobias is is doing all the music anyway by himself, oh, yeah. so it's like you know. I mean, after the new album, it should work fine anyway. Yeah, it's it'll be fine. It'll be it'll sound like Ghost. Hopefully, it's better than the last album because the last album was way too slow. Too many slow parts, too many like interlude things, and yeah. uh, it's weird. Good album, but it yeah. just it could it could have been better. Deep tracks weren't as good. I did like the hits off it though. Rats and Dance yeah. are pretty catchy. Yeah, they are. They're very good. Greg hates them. Although, I did make him a Spotify playlist, and I'm sure he hasn't listened to it yet. You ever seen I him haven't live, had the Greg? time yet. Damn it. Huh? You ever seen him live? No, have had no interest in it. I have. I saw him open for Maiden, and they were almost as good oh, really? as the live show. Yeah, off the third album, so it was still with Papa. Okay. Yeah, that was my first Maiden show, too. I wish I could have gotten an opener that good the second time around. Wow, nice. But no, Steve Harris's kids need a tour, so... <laughs> yeah, I saw Maiden play with them, too. Um, 
Not not Ghost, the uh, the kids band. Um, God, that was an age. That was that. <coughs> oh, wait, is that that's his son? He has a daughter. Yeah, it's his son's. Band. Oh, but he has a daughter. Yeah, and she's in a crappy band too. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw. Oh her. yeah, I saw Oops. her. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I. I hung out with you, Greg, outside of Maiden while yeah. Raven Age was playing. I was with my 13-year-old brother. <laughs> Fucking Carl. Show. <laughs> you remember? I, I barely remember that. That was that was gnarly. <laughs> and I'm just but, dragging my Just because that became the catchphrase. <laughs> but I seen Ghost uh, on the second album. They played like a little club over in New York City. Very cool. It was really cool. That was I when they had the uh, Papa too. too. They were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they put on a really good show, and it's just gonna get better. I thought better. Uh, Papa <laughs> was Tobias. Like, it how is. is he gone? He's not gone. It's, it's a different character. Yeah. Oh. It's like it's kind of like how Guar switches out there. You. you know, it's not different. You'll never get it, Greg. I hope you do like at least one or two songs that I. I put on that list. Yeah, I'll, I I'll check it out again. I just they didn't do anything for me. Well, you didn't listen to my list. No, I haven't had the time yet, dude. It's been like two days. No, I sent that to you on Saturday. No, actually, I sent that to you on Friday. I think or Thursday. All right. Well, whatever. It hasn't been a full <laughs> week yet. <laughs> I... Almost. This is a a, a typical Greg thing. He's very, um, I don't know how to put it. I like it. how I'm being lectured about time by a mailman right now. <laughs> hey, I'll talk about Ooh. that stuff on air. I mean, it's <laughs> late, but it's always going to get there. That's, like, that's it. Speedy delivery. Gate okay, Creeper. McFeely. Gate Creeper. They're doing a split 10-inch record. Yeah, they released that split 10-inch with Exhumed, and Exhumed did all cover songs which kind of disappointed me, but Gate Creepers, half of it was awesome. I mean, they're good covers, yeah. but I'm always wanting new music, you know? Who uh, who did they cover? Oh, um... Mm. Just three death metal bands, I had no clue who they were. Oh, they covered death metal songs. Right. Oh, I, didn't, covered, yeah. I didn't listen to the Exhumed tracks. I don't care for Exhumed. The Gate Creeper tracks were killer, though. Yeah, they were. I, I really liked work on them. I was really impressed. Very interesting. Yeah, they've got a really good bass sound, man. I like it a lot. It reminds me a lot of early Morbid Angel. Yeah, I think overall, though, they sound more like Obituary. Yeah, all together. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, if you like good metal, check out Gate Creeper. There's good death metal. That's, yeah, it's, it's death metal. I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, first thing we listened to. It was okay. The music's good. I like the music. I'm saying people are watching this too eventually, so might as well give the recommendation to them. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Like I said, they're one of the best. <laughs> Fucking old gods return, man. Total Moore's sound. Let's try to get them on the show. That'd be pretty. Yeah, hard. we should. Let's try to do that. Nate, that's your job. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> I can give it a shot. <laughs> it's very easy. I'll teach you. Don't worry. Right. I'd be, be happy right. to learn. What else we got? Anything else? What else do I have? 
Oh, Spinal Tap resolved the recording dispute. Which I had no idea there was a recording dispute. <laughs> Neither did I, but that makes me hope there's a re-release of the CD. For the fourth time. <laughs> yeah. I still can't find it anywhere. You can't find it nowhere? Well, I guess probably... So I try not to buy online. Uh, well, there's no stores that sell CDs anymore. Unless you go to a real... There's a lot, there's yeah, a lot there's around Minneapolis. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I have... Maybe three stores here that sell CDs. Besides Walmart. And I'm not buying anything at Walmart. Yeah. Oh, all censored anyway. What's the point? No, they stopped doing that. They stopped doing that? I think so, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. I doubt it. Fucking Catholics. <laughs> you they could also need stuff. another tour. They did a tour back in the 90s. And wait, what did you say? I'm you are racist. I'm not racist. <laughs> You're racist against religions. Religious racist. A religious racist. Anti-Latin. <laughs> hey, at least I left the J-O-O's out of it this time. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't argue with a good deli, so the Jews are always cool in my book. Great. Hey, uh, man, like you know. Larry yeah, Larry like... David's great. Jerry Seinfeld. And, you know, I feel for him, too, man. My grandfather no, died in the Seinfeld, Holocaust. But... He yeah. fell out of the guard tower, but, you know, <laughs> kind of the same. Just lost 10 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> we have some new like, subscribers. I hate way. the fucking Germans. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm, German. I'm mostly German. Thanks for well, See, Nazis, whatever. I guess we got to put him to death now. Yep. Yep. You know where he lives. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, well, I have your address, so check the mail. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wayne will be live from Guantanamo Bay next week after that one. <laughs> Battlehead gets killed by mail bomb. Anthrax, again, we're not changing our name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more news story, didn't we? Yeah, I was going to talk about John Zazilla's new book. Yeah. I thought that would be interesting. You know, just talk. Anyone who's doing record producing usually has a lot of stories. Right. Yeah, I mean, really. The guy founded Megaforce, and that's pretty much the beginning of thrash record labels. That and Metal Blade and Boulder yeah. still around, amazingly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get a bunch of bands come out of there. I mean, obviously Metallica, but you got Anthrax after there, and you got Testament and Overkill, SOD. But one I found out was Exciter. they might be giants. They might be giants who are on Megaforce what? Records. They really, <laughs> really, yes. They were okay. a thrash band. They started out as a thrash band. <laughs> they might be giants with their awesome slam debut. <laughs> really? They might be giants. Yeah. Well, what the hell that song sounded like? What's that? Like their first song that they released? Well, shit was changing in the early 90s. You know, they... they... They might have been changing up Megaforce a little bit. Oh my god. In Living Color or on Megaforce, you could put them together and have the Roy G. Biv tour. In Living Color? You mean Living Color? <laughs> That's a good one. 
I'm on a show with a bunch of racists. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? It's about <laughs> primary colors. What, <laughs> kindergarten art? God. Yes. Like, I don't care how much melanin. But yeah, have. no, like, the show was in Living Color. The band was just Living <laughs> yes, Color. Yes, Living Color. And everybody, yeah, I, that, I could not. That was, the, that was the band, Living Color. Yes. I, can't, I can't remember. I can't like, stand when people do that. It's not in Living Color. God. Okay. Cr- really pisses me off. Okay. I, I does it really grind your gears? Yes, it does. <laughs> They're like God. my least favorite black metal band. Like, come on. What? Don't sound anything like me. <laughs> I don't think they. <laughs> now we got. Now we got it. Yeah, I know. I know what you're trying to do there. I know. What is that? Something in my sock. Oh, nice. Great. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, this week we have a show about the new Tool album. Uh, we did this a few weeks ago, and you'll notice um, Uncle Saxon, who is now gone. I will never, ever be brought back on the show ever again. No, I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, but, I might no. come back and do some guest stories. Uh, huh? He probably won't. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, you'll see him on here. And uh, who the hell was your friend that we had on the show? I can't Ethan. remember his name. Ethan, yes, Ethan. Just a friend of Greg's, and uh, he's a Tool fan, and uh, we were trying to get some opinions. Actually, you had um, something you wanted to say about the... You wanted to add. Oh, yes, yes, because, uh, well, spoiler alert, everybody, uh, none of us particularly cared for it all that much. But uh, Ethan got back to me with an update, and he wants everybody to know the uh, only way to be in the right mood to listen to the Tool album, uh, the new Tool album, and like it is uh, to drink obscene amounts of cough syrup first. (laughs) (laughs) Already done. Already covered. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So get so get your Robitussin and pop it in. <laughs> Actually, what's that? A couple of Valium too while you're at it. You'll wake up after one song is over. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, what? It takes forever. What's wrong with meatloaf? It's it's like end of the song. Oh, God. Steve Harris has got the same problem ever since after Brave New World as well. That's true. No, he's had that Yeah. Before. That happened well, before. X Factor started that. Yeah, but X Factor was going to be crap from the start. So oh, you like, shut your mouth. It's my yeah, favorite. They, he he kind of moved back away from that on Brave New World, though. I mean, that yeah, was the reunion album, yeah. yeah. And then he kind of went back into it. I've always thought it's been a problem since Seventh Son, though. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. As long as you keep your songs interesting, it doesn't matter. Right. I love everything on Seventh Son. But anyway, getting back to the tool thing, um, uh, one of our other shows that we have on our network, uh, Lou Mavs, Music is Life show, uh, he actually loves the tool album. So I would love to have him come on the show and explain to us how this album could possibly be good? Because <laughs> I don't I, hear. I never thought it was bad. I or at least hook me up with his album. antihistamine prescription. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we'll try to get him on the show. 
And uh, in the meantime, go check out Luke. Uh, he has a new show on. Uh, it'll be on uh, now. So I'll upload that soon. And um, also, Harry Barnett has a new show. He's on our network. So go check his show out. He talks to um, an old co-host of somebody he used to be a co-host of. It's a long story. Listen to his episode. Uh, it's very good. Harry is a very cool guy. So anything else anybody wants to add? Nope. Great. Other than crank your Merciful Fate records. Yes, please oh, yeah. do. Always crank the fate. Yeah. Crank the fate. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on here, uh, Nate. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. I kind of like this. All right. Cool. Very Sweet. Cool. See what the uh, comments say underneath the video. All right. Let us know if you like Nate. If you want Nate to stay, let us know. If you don't, just leave a Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> then nobody will care. Yeah. Yo, this food tasted like flies and piss. <laughs> There's an annoying guy with a municipal waist shirt in my ear. <laughs> Very cool. All right, go check out Ethan and his tool review with us, and we will see you next week. Adios, bye. Welcome bye. to Rat Salad Review. Today, we are here with Ethan Beerline. What's up, Ethan? Not much. Did you, what, did you shower before we came on, Saxon? Uh, how long before we came on? I don't know. You tell me. About a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's going on, Ethan? Why, we, why are you on our show? So we're here to discuss the new Tool album, okay. uh, as I've heard. No, we're um, not. We're not. We're not. No. Bye. Oh, all right. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's cool. Uh, I've been dying to talk about Black Flag for a while. So, yes, please <laughs> talk about Black Flag. <clears throat> Let me keep talking, and uh, I'll be right back. Sure thing. I was so wasted. <laughs> I was a hippie. I had a skateboard. I was the fuck that was out of my head. What the fuck is going on? I was so wasted. Wasted! (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? What the hell's going on? Keith Morris stopped by. Who? Keith Morris. He serenaded us on his magical mandolin. Who's Keith Morris? And Henry came and kicked his fucking ass. And then they started watching TV and had a TV party. Yep. TV party tonight. Oh, I fucking love that song. How old are you, Ethan? Oh, All right. uh, 18, about to be 19 in maybe two months. Oh, okay. oh happy birthday. Yeah, we Thanks. used to work together. He's pretty cool. Yeah, Ace Hardware. Oh, this is that guy? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. He did not have a... A lot of good things to say about you, Ethan. No, not interesting. <laughs> not that guy. That was. Jacob. He said you broke a snowblower. What was yeah, up something with a snowblower. Ethan hasn't worked there in a while. Yeah, it's been <laughs> over a year at this yeah. point. <laughs> all right, no, let's get... Jacob was a fucking nutcase, man. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, this is a family show, so keep the cussing down, please. Sure thing. Well, I like the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're here to talk about this Tool album. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, 
Who wants to go first? You spend money on that? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Well, um, the coolest thing. Fool me once. The coolest thing. Yeah. <laughs> the coolest thing is this. This is a little video screen, and it shows a video. Really? And, uh, huh. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty damn sweet. Okay. Yeah, Never that's, seen that before. That's the coolest thing about this whole release. And it also comes I with like this. The, um, the artwork's cool. And it comes with this little, um, you know, thing to plug into your, you know, adapter, and then you charge the battery so you can watch this video that doesn't do anything but this. Well, it shows, you know, this guy here flying uh, through the space it or whatever. It does about as much as the album does, apparently. Basically, yeah. <laughs> this is actually more entertaining than the whole album, to be is honest. Is that like a limited edition, or are they all like that? No, this is a limited limited edition. This sold out pretty quickly. <laughs> so, um... How much that uh, set you back? Forty, forty-five dollars, I believe. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. I just got the first corner record, first press vinyl, mint on fucking noise records for thirty. <laughs> you need to make better life decisions, what? dude. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> this thing is going for like a hundred and thirty something dollars on eBay. So. Wow. Yeah. And there's That's people true. buying it. There's people buying that. So I'm not really that big of a fool. I can get 260 UCDs at Goodwill for what that costs on eBay. Believe me, I know. It's, just, it's insane. But, I don't know. Who wants to go first? I mean, Ethan, I think you're the only one that actually enjoys this album. Yeah, <laughs> sure, I'll go first. Um, right. I, took, I took notes and everything, honestly. Oh, wow, um, good. Cool. Um, I'm kind of split on the album. One half of me is I have an appreciation for more long-form um more ambient, I guess, music that is less... I'm, I'm fudging the technical terms here, but less harsh um, as compared to normal metal. So I, I like this new Tool album in that regard, but okay. comparing it to the rest of Tool's discography, it feels really flat and not as nearly as interesting, which is kind of a shame. Um, there are a lot of tropes that I've noticed throughout the Tool discography, um, one of them being the... 15-minute song, and I think that's one of the ones they kind of used up a little too much here. Right. Um, and, you know, some tracks have a lot of ambience to them. You get sort of more of an, a feel of an environment, kind of, and I think they overuse that trope here, too. Mm -hmm. um, the lyricism also feels weaker comparatively, and I didn't notice as many of the sampling stuff they did in some of their older album, albums, like Inema, for instance. I liked a lot of the sampling in that one. Um, so I think Overall, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I like it in some regards, but when comparing it to the rest of the work that Tool has put out over the past well, three decades or so, it falls pretty flat on its face. Yeah, I think so too. How big of a Tool fan are you? Um, Moderately. I'm into uh, more experimental music um, from the get-go anyways. So Tool is... And I also like metal too, so it's sort of a nice combination of those two. I haven't looked into much of the mechanics or stuff of their songwriting or anything, but yeah. um, I've heard there's a lot of actual mathematics at work there, lots of mm -hmm. interesting rhythmic structures, chord progressions, all that stuff, and that's stuff that I like a lot. So that's right. that was one of the big draws for me. I also do like music that uses samples to um, to, to a greater extent. Um, again, Inema, for instance, I liked a lot of the stuff in there. I forget the name of the song. It's the one with the German title, but they have like this German speech sampled in the background. 
Um, I really like that song a lot. One of my personal favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think what that is either. I'm a very, I don't know, middle of the road Tool fan, I guess. I just actually became a Tool fan uh, from the last album. Mm. I like I like that one a lot. That was the one that really got me into uh, coming into them. I didn't like them when they first came out. Everybody seemed to like them, and everybody was annoying about it. Yeah. So I just like to stay away. <laughs> yeah, t- Ten Thousand Days was definitely interesting. I think probably Inamo is my personal favorite, just for the weirdness of it. Um, Lateralis is close second, probably. Yeah. What about you? What's uh, what about uh, who wants to go next, John? Ooh. Oh, Uncle Sax. Uh, Uncle Sax, I'm sorry. Uncle, <laughs> um, I got four words for you. Album of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I. This, this, there's nothing wrong with this album. It's absolutely perfect in every way. Uh, Maynard's vocals. Uh, he's outdone himself this time, people. You should run out and spend forty five dollars, get the limited edition. Because it's totally worth it. It gets it has a little video screen on it. Yeah, there it is. Here it is. Voila. And it um, goes on as soon as you open it. I my only complaint is that uh, the song Rosetta Stone's only eleven minutes and eleven seconds long. I think it should be twice that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Other than that, uh, people say that this is a pretentious album. I don't hear it. <laughs> of course, I'm the tool of it. Uh, he kind of lost me when he uh, did write in two. I wasn't sure if that was a sexual reference or where he was actually going with that. Um, I say bring back a perfect circle. I'm done. They're still around. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah still, well, at least I think so. Even though uh, James Ia is in uh, back in Smashing Pumpkins again, unless he's not in the band either anymore, then I don't know. Mm. Go for it, Dragon. Uh, yeah. To most of the problems I added are the same ones Ethan does. Um, it's too too long and too disjointed. I mean, when they want to do cool extended shit like that, they can, but uh, he way overdoes it here, and he's just. Seems like he's caught up on his own ego trip quite a bit, and there's stupid shit in there, like them clicking sound effects that really don't fit, and then it'll build up to something cool in the middle of a song, and there'll be this, um, you know, nice riffy part that sounds like old undertow or anima or uh, opiate type tool, and then it fades into ambience for, I don't know, about another six minutes, and then it ends with a terrible part. It just... It seems like overindulgence and ego to me. It's just a bad album. I feel like it's got cool parts, but it doesn't come together into a whole. But um, I'm not really the biggest Tool fan in the first place. Quite frankly, you want to go Tool, good Tool album, go get something that Al Jurgensen put out instead. <laughs> Ministry is the much better band if you want to talk like progressive industrial like that. Um, think Tool's overblown. And I don't really care for a perfect circle either. I really liked their earlier stuff, but uh, like Lateralis, they did some extended pieces that were okay. So I thought maybe I'd like something on this, but this is worse than a Lou Reed record, man. Oh my God. 
I've lost all respect for you now, Dragon. The little respect I had left for you is absolutely gone. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't have you gotta have a job if you want to be with me. <laughs> oh boy! I want well, half Eddie. Eddie, half. What? I don't see no reason. These fingers. <laughs> well, I listened to this album when it first came out about maybe two or three times. And I'm like, there's got to be something on this album that I'm missing. And every time I listen to it, I just hear the same thing over and over again. There's just, there's like uh, Greg said, there's cool parts. And then they just crap on those cool parts and never go anywhere with any of it. And the whole album is just like one speed throughout the whole thing until it gets to the final song. And then, it, you know, it, it speeds up and then it actually does you know, has some cool choruses and verses here and there, but then it still does not give you anything to want to go back and listen to this ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And and also, too, why would you put a fucking drum solo on an album? I'm a drummer. Ethan, you're a drummer now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to put a fucking drum solo on an album. Not particularly. <laughs> I mean, the guy, he's an awesome drummer, and he's doing drum solos basically in almost every song because he's doing all this crazy shit and fills and stuff like that. And does he need a, a solo? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, it's, it's over, what, five, six minutes, too? It's like, come on. And it's, <laughs> and it's got that... he is, Bozio? Oh, leave him alone, Bozio. Yeah. And then yeah, it's family. got that, uh, yeah, that's right. And it's got that like that weird background noise, and you know, during his solo, it's just I don't know. But yeah, I, I, just, I was just hoping for a lot better, and um, this album just really, really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was really surprised because you know, like Ethan was saying, I hear that they have a lot of like that math core crap, and a right. lot of it's really complicated, and. Yeah. You know, Zappa always managed to do something interesting, even if it was crazy fucking weird, (laughs) you know, sound collages and have it come out. I'm just amazed this is as uh, lackluster as it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you know, even even Brian, Brian Eno's ambient stuff, like airport music. I like that a lot, but, um, you know, the way he composes it is just better. I don't know how to explain it, really, but this is just kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and mm-hmm. I also, too, I, after I did listen to it for that week, I gave it a rest for, like, another week or two. And right before we did the show, I listened to it twice. And I still have not found anything I liked out of this album. So. What yeah. a negative Nancy. <laughs> I, you know what? I was trying not to be. That's why I listened to it so much, and it just... Nothing. Uh, you greatly enhanced your life. That's all. I know. <laughs> well, I I have this now. The, it uh, certainly yeah. illuminated it. I have the deluxe box set where if yeah. you open it, it has a video. The magical screen. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. And it plays sounds too. Hear that? You can buy that now for forty forty five dollars. That just seems so pointless. Why would you? bother adding something like that in the first place. I don't, I don't get it, man. What would have been cool is if they had the screen, okay, and they played a video, but 
for every video, it plays the song. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There would be a reason to want to go back and, and look at this video. Make me want to listen and, and you know read the lyrics in the in the <clears throat> booklet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, no. Maynard's a fucking genius. You guys just don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. At <laughs> Fair all. enough. Clearly. So, I don't know. Do you think that, um, uh, Ethan, do you think that this album maybe has things... You know when bands, like, they make an album and then they go back to, like, past albums and they incorporate it in with the new album? Do you think this kind of has anything to do with any of the older albums? Honestly, not very much. I I distinctly remember um, about a week before this episode, I just went through and listened to the whole Tool discography in one sitting just Mm -hmm. to get a refresher on everything. I think there were a few tracks here and there in some of their past works that seemed reminiscent of a lot of the stuff that's in Fear Inoculum. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, I think the end of 10,000 Days, there's, I think it's the second to last track. It, it feels very similar to a lot of the stuff, almost like a precursor mm-hmm. to what you find in Fear Inoculum. But other than that, really anywhere else in Tool's past discography, there's not nothing that is this textureless and sort of bland. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. And I, I was hoping it was because maybe I'm, I was missing something, you know? Mm-hmm. But apparently I'm not. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I I have sort of a middle ground stance on this. I do like it because I like sort of the ambient feel of a lot of the tracks. Mm-hmm. I think the first one in particular, there's this, I can't tell what instrument it is, but it's kind of like a strumming and it's in this interesting pattern. For some reason, I really like that a lot. And then there's obviously parts here and there. I think you were talking earlier, there are sections yeah. where it builds up, gets stronger. Those were cool, too. But again, yeah, those, sections, it, uh, those sections that build up and you're like, all right, here comes that chorus or right, whatever. Right. Here comes some cool, cool guitar stuff or whatever. And it just never gets there. No, they don't develop it far enough. And then it just falls back into that sort of weird ambient trance stuff yeah. that is, you know, personally, I find interesting, but not it's, terribly interesting comparatively. Right. There's got to be something else there to make it more interesting. I was listening to it at work the other day, and the guy goes, oh, what are you listening to? And I said, it's a new Tool album. He goes, oh, how is it? I said, what you hear right now is how the whole album is. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it sums it up pretty accurately. Yeah. 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 So it's a shame. So if we were going to uh, rate this album, say, from one to five, or no, let's do one to ten, because we usually do one to ten. Mm-hmm. What, would you gi- what would you give it, Ethan? Um, I think I'd give it a light six, because I do... I do like the theme, the feel, vaguely speaking, of the album, but I can't get over the fact that it just falls so short of everything else that Tool has made in the past, which is a disappointment. Yeah, it is. What about you, Greg? About a three. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Saxon? Minus 11? ten. <laughs> what? I thought you loved this album. I lied. i'm going with greg giving it a three and i'm only giving it a three because of the video that's inside of the box Mm. that uh, i will never watch because there's really no reason to wow man you know we just need a little soundbite i'm a consumer whore and how (laughs) hey that's nothing the day i went to go buy this um this guy walks into the record shop, right? And he goes, oh, you got the new Tool album? And the guy's like, yeah. 
So he goes over there and, and gets them. So then he looks on the albums, and on the back, there's these designs. Uh-huh. Now, now <laughs> there Damn are four... Geez. Yeah, there are four different designs. I'm going to have to edit that now. Thank you. <laughs> now our show is going to be labeled anti-Semitic. <laughs> well, are... you know you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. There are four different versions of this on the back of, you know, four different albums. <laughs> the guy that came into the store wanted all four of them because all the symbols were different. Does, Jesus does it Christ. Like mean something in relation to the music? I, or? I think it has to do something with each band member. I, I don't know. Um, mm. I, so that right there, that specific pattern is yeah. a fractal pattern. It's a thing in mathematics. So maybe it's kind of an homage to the mathematical nature of their music, but I'm probably reaching a bit. Well, you're probably right. I mean, it's you know, sounds like something that they would do. I don't think anybody's Jewish in the band, is there? I don't know. Wouldn't know. <laughs> I really I have don't know. no idea. Um, but there uh, are Maynard things. doesn't really sound Hebrew. It sounds more Alabama. But, um, <laughs> yeah. If you read the liner notes, it tells you to slaughter a lamb as a sacrifice to tool before and after you listen to this album. <laughs> Oh, so all that clicking's really saying blood for ball, blood for ball. Got it. Right. Or you'll turn into a pillar of salt. Maybe if I watch the rest of this video. I believe the fact thing, though, it's probably like whatever the mathematical equation is of the parts they play in some song on there. Mm hmm. Of the four distinct different band members, and clearly nerds buy all four. I couldn't believe that, and the store didn't have all four. Actually, I think I might have had the fourth copy, but I wasn't going to show the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. Mm. I thought it was funny. But, yeah, that's how obsessed people got uh, with this album. And for no reason, because it's a stinker. Well, it's their first in, like, what, ten mm. years or Ten years like or so. That? Yeah, that's, give or take. That's nothing. Metallica, you know, they would take 10, 15 years to put out an album, and it still isn't as bad as this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, I don't know, you know, right? yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a Misfits album. Yeah. Wearing a Misfits shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else anybody wants to add to this? Not particularly. No. no. All right. So. Well, we should have we'll... Ethan back on if we do some Black Flag, though. Oh, What's yeah, your... for sure. What's your favorite band? My favorite band is Death Grips. So they're very probably not kind of the stuff you'd talk about on this podcast yeah, here. Yeah, you guys wouldn't like it. I like it, but I'll tell both. Both of you right now, Wayne. Yeah. Neither of you guys will like it. <laughs> I, 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 I sent a couple because CDs to Greg a while. Wayne, um, we're done. We are. <laughs> but what is Death Grips? Honestly, so every band, generally, you can sum up with a genre. But in the case of Death Grips, there's not really a single genre that you can assign to them. Okay. I think... The most you could probably approach is elements of hip-hop, but mostly in rhythm structure. 
and a lot of sampling, like an obscene amount of sampling. I think I just learned today that one of their songs sampled a scream from a tennis match. <laughs> um, it's it's real weird shit. Um, and I think two of the band members are genuine paranoid schizophrenics, so you can definitely see that in their music, too. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What's one of your favorite songs? Favorite songs? Um, by them. Right. By Death Grip. By them. Um, there's a song called Punk Wait. It starts off with a sample from an album um, called Songs from Saharan Cell Phones. Um, and it, it seems it seems sort of mild at first. It's just this repeating, um, I don't know what to call it, kind of like a warbling cry. But then out of nowhere, you just get hit by a literal wall of bass. And it's, it's, it's also got right there. How the hell do you go to this? The metal, <laughs> the tool. That's weird. Yeah. It's I do want to, I do want to check out the. Uh, I like more, it. It sounds like stuff. a bunch of deranged chipmunks on a rocket sled. <laughs> um, but there is they do have one album Jenny Death it's, it's technically the second half of their fifth studio album I think um, which does have a lot of metal influence in it there's a lot of guitar in it um, a lot of more traditional metal rhythms um, I think you guys might like it but it, it's still it still approaches weird in, in some instances well you just gave me a new thing to annoy the people let work with. <laughs> well, uh, I think their annoyance will probably increase tenfold when it hits that wall of base. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I hope they're watching the show because you fuckers gonna fucking like this shit. Right, what, 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 um, what metal stuff do you like? Um, I'll be honest, frankly, I'm not big or deep into the metal scene, particularly. Obviously. Like the big um, big bands, um, Metallica, Tool, um, and then beyond that, it's kind of just random assorted songs that I find from here to there. Um, it's probably borderline heresy to be saying this on a metal podcast of all places, but um, I do like the stuff a lot when I when I find something I like. That's for sure. That's the that's the thing that people think about us. They think we just listen to metal, but that's not true. <laughs> I mean, I, we just did the cars the other day, and fucking the uh, the police. Hmm, nice. And, and you know, we did. What else did we do? That's kind of. Uh, oh, we did two reggae albums the other day. You know, we so we like. You know, we we go out nice. of the metal genre. All right, good so, shit. Yeah, yeah, we like a lot of different things. Punk. A lot of people don't consider punk rock though, which is kind of weird to me. They think when I say we do, we're a metal and rock show. They think mm -hmm. it's just like you know ACDC and then like Slayer. But yeah, yeah. I don't, you know. I... Slayer! He we does have to it. do that every time Slayer is brought <laughs> up from now on. Yeah. I was going to say that. You, you, you do that every time somebody says Slayer. Slayer! 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we like so many different, you know, bands. I, I think what it is is like there's so many um, different genres within rock and metal that. Mm -hmm people don't realize that you know i consider rock basically anything punk rock uh pop rock you know we we like mm -hmm. all that stuff 
Oh, yeah. I like all sorts of metal, so it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think people tend to often look at um, music genres as sort of uniform, holistic categories, and everything sounds the same within, but it's it's right. more of a broad spectrum, and I think a lot of people miss that for sure. Yeah. Um, I do definitely have a thing for punk, for sure. Um, I, th I thank Greg for that. Um, he introduced me to the Dead Milkmen maybe over a year ago, and uh, it is it is still one of my all-time favorite albums, for sure. Big Lizard in my backyard. I'll have to give it a listen. I've heard of them for years, but I never even gave them a shot. Pitching Camaro, pitching Camaro. I ran over my neighbor. God, I love that song. Pitching Camaro. Now it's in all the papers. My folks bought me a pitching Camaro with no insurance to match. Please don't leave us scratch. I ran over some old lady one night at the county fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> my dad's the mayor. mayor. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want unleaded. <laughs> all right. Tony Orlando and Don. <laughs> <laughs> and I ride past kids, they'd all spit and cuss, because I got a bitch and they have to ride the bus. Hey, Jack, what's happening? I don't know. Well, a uh, rumor around town says you might be thinking about going down to the shore. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go down to the shore. Play on uh, YouTube. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Play some video games, buy some Death Leopard t-shirts. Don't forget your Motley Crue t-shirt. You know, all proceeds <laughs> go to get their lead singer out of jail. Uh-huh. Can't wait to go down. Hey, uh, we gonna check out the sandbar while you're down there? Uh, uh what's the sandbar? That's uh, a place that lets 16 year old kids drink. drink. Oh. All right. All right. Well, we'll get flagged on YouTube. <laughs> I will, um, I'll put that on the, uh, the iTunes version. Love me two times, baby. Love me twice <laughs> today. <laughs> once right. for tomorrow and once cause I've got a... <laughs> all right that's it <clears throat> goodbye everybody thank you very much ethan for coming on sure thing thanks ethan nice to meet you again. nice to meet y'all too yeah, you still didn't uh sway us any differently on the tool album sorry well that no no worries wasn't my intent <laughs> <laughs> all right maybe next time oh yeah all right see you about uh see you next week everybody same Bet time, same YouTube bet channel. Oh, yeah. Voivod! Flash. And Orange Sky. Guy. What are you wearing, Ethan? Just a white shirt? I'm wearing my Death Grips t-shirt, actually. So. Oh, ah, cool. What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. All right. Adios. Bye-bye. All right, well, that was... Uh... Who the hell was it? Oh, Ethan. That was Nate. <laughs> Oh, well, that was Nate, and we just watched Ethan. Ethan. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Getting confused. Oh, these new people on the show. So many names. So many names. I can't keep up with everybody. But, uh, yeah, so check out, um, like I said earlier, Lou Mavs, his uh, Music is Life podcast, and Harry Barnett, the I Don't Even Like Podcasts show. And also, 
I'm going to be doing uh, Timo Talki. Uh, I'm doing a podcast with him today, actually, right after this. And that should be on next week. Or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Double whammy. Yeah. And then next week, watch for our first episode of This Broadcast Belongs to Them. Yes. Kingdom Podcast. What what was that noise? Did your like son just wake up or something? The car. <laughs> sounded very cars... ominous. Is that what you heard? No, it sounded more like. Ooh. <laughs> I think it was a car. I hear stuff coming from your house all the time. So stop. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I wasn't judging you. I was merely speaking about the noise. You were judging me. No. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. I'm really mad now. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Wah. (laughs) See you later. Some